Okay, Jerry. When you think of Willie Davis, what do you think of? Laughing. Having a good time. Giggling, kind of like a schoolgirl or something. Uh, we just uh, we just got along extremely well and understood each other extremely well. And I have a I had a room at the uh, Davis home in Santa Monica for about twenty years, called the Kramer Suite. And when I'd go to California, I'd stay with Mr. Davis. And I'd do whatever I had to do, and we'd go to dinner, and we'd tell stories and lie to one another and BS, and just enjoyed being around him, just enjoyed being in his company. And a principal human being, beautiful guy, consistent guy, but the same guy at 70 that he was at 42 or 35 or whatever. Uh, just a very special human being. Why do you think that was? What what made him so unique? Why was he created that way? I think it's his mom, probably. he lost His, his dad left the family at a fairly early age, and mom was working at a uh, country club in the kitchen, and she busted her tail so Willie could go to school and assist and took care of the family and kept it together. And I think she was his example and his guiding light. Uh, I didn't know African-American people very well when I came to Green Bay. I had never uh, been in a town where African-American people lived. The towns I grew up in was a little town in Montana, way out the prairie of two or three hundred people. And then northern Idaho, two or three thousand people. So I really didn't know how to get along with an African American. I'd never really talked much to him and never had a friend. And uh, Willie and I played together for a year or so before we had a chance to talk. It may have been just one year, but we were out in Los Angeles uh, playing the Rams and the about the end of the season, and the all-pro team was uh, about to be announced at the end of the year. And uh, I had never spoke to Willie, and he'd never spoke to me, but we appreciated each other. He was a ball player, and he was a positive impact on the team and a positive income, out in, uh, out, you know, positive part of our victories and our our win, and he was our team captain, so I had a respect for him, but just didn't know him. He walked by me in the locker room, and, hey, Jay, he says, uh, you had a hell of a year. I think you're going to be named All-Pro. And it was my first time, so I was kind of excited and, and pumped a little bit and thought, well, damn, that's pretty nice. And uh, I was consumed by myself, I guess, a little bit. And uh, Willie walked on in the into the shower room, and as I'm walking later, a couple of minutes, I'm going into the shower. I'm finished undressing, and uh, I thought, well, hell, Willie's had a hell of a year. And I said, uh, Will, you've had a hell of a year yourself. I think you're going to be all pro. 
And he looks at me, do you think so, Jay? I said, yeah, you've had a hell of a year. You're playing some great football. Uh, if I deserve to be an All-Pro, you certainly deserve. And we both made the All-Pro team. But that was the beginning of a mutual admiration society. And we just uh, spoke the same language. Uh, he was a hard-working guy, he was fundamentally sound. He was educated. He was thoughtful. He was polite, congenial. Just a hell of a pal. Just uh, never, never the same thing, and always a little humor in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we had some great times. We skied together. We fished together. We we tried to play some golf together, but the doctor didn't play much golf. Uh, <laughs> by the way, he he was the doctor. Uh, his name was Willie Davis for many many years, and uh, he was our uh, captain and whatnot, and so I had a position on the team, but we would uh, get together uh, before practice on the field. We'd kind of straggle down to the the field, and we'd run three laps, and then we'd stop, and we'd have a little 10 or 15 minutes to catch our breath and visit and BS a little bit. Willie, there's a circle of us standing there one day, 10, 12 guys, and Willie came up kind of um, walking like a rooster. He was throwing his feet out behind him, kind of like he was uh, scratching the ground, but he was kind of walking and prancing mm-hmm. and, and uh, just doing a rooster walk. And he said, all the girls call me the doctor. And he did a little walk for us. And somebody says, why do they call you the doctor? I make them feel so good. And so at that moment, Willie Davis became Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> and he was either the doctor or Dr. Feelgood from that moment on. And I've had him on the ski hill again, the fishing hole, a hundred places we've spent together. And I always call him the doc. Where's the doc? So he was uh, just a very special guy. Bill Curry uh, told me uh, this past hour that he changed his life, that that he's not the same person because of Willie Davis. Do you think that's true, that there was this ripple effect that he seemed to have? It sounds like it happened on and off the field as well, even in his post-career. Yeah, you, you, if, you didn't, if, you, if you grew up ignorant about the African-American race and the African-American people, Willie was a wonderful example. I mean, he he made you he made you realize that they were as smart as you were, that they were as thoughtful as you were, that they were sometimes smarter than you were, and that they were very capable. So it changed my whole appreciation for the race. I I became a different person in terms of my relationships with the African American family, and I respected them more and gave them more room, I guess. I I remember we were doing a motivational sales film that I created and I put together and I had Horning and McGee and Henry Jordan and Jimmy Taylor and Fuzzy and Willie. And uh, uh, I'm interviewing Willie for the film about his distributorship in Los Angeles and I go, uh, Willie, did you ever think uh, you'd grow up to own a business like this? How, how many 
trucks do you have? How many cars do you have? He said, Jay, I got 18 trucks and 10 cars in my distributorship. And I said, did you ever back in Texarkana figure out that someday you'd end up owning 18 trucks and 10 cars? And he goes, no, 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 Jay. He said, I never could imagine driving more than one vehicle and owning more than one vehicle. I'd never be able to drive that many pieces of equipment. So we giggled about it, and he looked back at his childhood a little bit, and they were similar. You know, we had hard times growing up, and most of your ball players weren't wealthy children. You know, they were coming from the middle families or the hard families or trying to make it make it work, and he was one of us. And uh, yeah, what a beautiful, beautiful man. Was he different on the field? Like Sometimes I've heard stories of players that are – completely different personalities when they're between the stripes. How was it for him? He was competitive. He was uh, proud. He was doing his job uh, fairly, squarely, decently by the rules. Uh, I never saw him take a cheap shot at anybody. I never heard him cuss anybody. Uh, He he was... uh, We were getting ready to play... uh, a football team, I think it might have been Pittsburgh, but there was a fellow named Bradshaw, offensive tackle. And Willie was giving us a little talk before the game. He was our captain, defensive captain. And he said, man, you got to want to win this game. you got to want to take care of your opponent. He said, I want Bradshaw. I can't wait to get out there and get a hold of Bradshaw. I want Bradshaw. And uh, Bradshaw knocked him on his butt about the first play of the game. And so all week long, after we'd seen the movies, we were getting on Willie's case about, you still want Bradshaw? Did you have enough Bradshaw? So we got all over him like, you know, you would do to a teammate. And good humor, (laughs) but good fun. But he was a a competitive guy. He was a proud guy. Um, He had a lot of pride and a lot of character in him and he was he was intelligent enough to know when to and when not to and where to and how to and why to and all of those things and he was capable uh, of all of those things he could lead the team in a prayer or in a a fight story or whatever he needed to do and and he could meet with the executives that evening and talk to them about communication it's just a extremely He's, he grew up in Texarkana, and he had a probably a, a phys ed degree from Texarkana when he came to he came to us from Cleveland. But he spent six years while he was playing professional football, going to the University of Chicago and getting a degree in marketing. And he got a master's in marketing, and he was on the dean's list the last year or two he was there. So he understood where he wanted to go, and he understood what the price was, that how he had to prepare himself and be ready for that particular world. So he was bright enough to understand that and disciplined enough to make it happen. And that that's a hell of a story right there. What do you have to say when you finally made it into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> he called me Jay. Hey, Jay? Congratulations, it's about time. 
it's about time. So uh, he uh, he was in my corner and pulling for me all along, and uh, we we still kept pretty tight together. We you know we we didn't see each other every month or so. We'd phone each other and talk to one another, and uh, he was probably one of my five friends of my life. Uh, people that I would call my best friends and guys that I loved and wanted to be with and hang out with and and did associate with. So he was he was one of my guys. Well, Jerry, I've taken up enough of your time. I really do appreciate you sharing some thoughts with us. Well, he was a very exceptional human being, and he deserves all the time we can give him. So I'm tickled to death to share a story with you or put a vote in for doctor. Uh, <laughs> he's a beautiful man. I loved him. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.